0: Before we begin I would like to say that this episode was not planned like I wasn't planning on uploading this episode. I wasn't even planning of recording anything at all about this particular topic. It was something I wanted to share but I didn't even re- I do not even remember that I could share it on this platform. I just wanted to post it on like, an instagram story or something like that but later it sort of clicked in my head that i have a podcast why not just go into detail about everything you know talk about it as much as i want instead of trying to um summarize everything and not really get into detail about what i want to say so here we are hey there welcome or welcome back to another episode of raise an army how are you doing how's work school and life in general I was going to upload the second part of the last episode, but I did not. Please don't ask me why, because I do not have an answer for that. <laughs> this episode will be me sharing something I kind of learned. something No, not, not kind of. Something I learned and came encounter with. And it is about understanding or trying to understand the love of God or God's love because it is amazing and sometimes confusing if we do not study or receive his word just in case you're hearing background noise I'm sorry it's raining so please bear with it i am a 19 year old university student i'm about to start my senior and last year in university and i grew up in a christian home i went to sunday school and all of that i have parents who guide me mostly with the way they live the way they go about life in general I've always been taught about God's love in Sunday school, sermons and even songs, especially those children songs from the Jesus loves little children and so much more. I still love those songs. Let me give a little disclaimer. I am one of those people who will tell 10 stories in one. Because, you know, they're all connected. So, just bear with me, okay? First off, if you are a K-Drama fan. Hello. How are you doing? I have four favorite shows. Actually, I have more. But for the sake of this episode and for the sake of this topic, I will stick to just just a few of them. And yes, they're all Korean the first is encounter it's about a guy and a girl who coincidentally met in cuba she needed a little help and he helped her it was kind of love at first sight or first meeting for him anyways when they each come back to korea they went on with their separate lives and he later found out that she was the CEO of the hotel he applied to. Their story had a lot, a lot of hiccups. They somehow, but they somehow found a way. She had always been in the limelight and had gotten quite used to loneliness and sleeping pills. And he was a son or the son of a fruit Sella who would once again help her, only this time it would be so she would not have to be lonely again. Time and time again, she would close up and push him away because she did not want him to get hurt, but he kept reminding her. That he was there he loved her and he wanted her to never forget that she loved him so much so that she would rather let him go than have him put up with everything he would go through if he was to be with her she did not want him to have a miserable life but to him he would rather be with her no matter what comes No matter what happens, he was ready. He would rather live what she called a miserable life with her than to be without her. Well, they did end up together and they had their happy ending. They knew they were going to have problems in the future with other people and they decided to go through everything together. The second show is Hi, Bye, Mama. This one is about a mother who never got to hold her newborn or her baby in her arms. She had an accident and when she was there lying on the floor in the pool of blood, she kept repeating the words, save my baby. The baby had to be surgically removed because the mother was bleeding a lot and unfortunately died. Fortunately, the baby survived. When the father found out, he was broken and remained depressed for a really long time. Fast forward, the child is now five or six and the mother has been watching her all this while. She could not touch or hold her, but she was grateful she could watch her child grow. Now, unfortunately, her child had a problem. She had now started seeing ghosts. When she found out, she was stunned, sad, livid even. She cried because it was unfair that her daughter would not have a normal life. She watched her husband battle depression and drown himself in his work. Her daughter never met her real mother. And now this? In the process, she ended up saying things she shouldn't have said. And somehow she was given another chance to come back with the condition that if she could take back her place in three months then she could continue living as a human being or continue living with the living however if she could not do that then after three months she would well go back to die again she was given a chance to come back to her place as a mother wife daughter a sister and a friend her shock turned to happiness because she could now finally hold her daughter in her arms after several years of watching her not being able to do anything this taking her place would have been very easy but things were different now her husband had remarried and her daughter knew someone else as a mother many people won't see this as a problem because the daughter was still young the husband was well still kind of depressed and still drowning himself in work however she decided not to do that she didn't even want anyone to know she was back but she failed her friends found out so did her husband or former husband and eventually her family her mom her dad and her sister after much pressure she told her best friend everything and her best friend advised her to take back her place but she said no because there was nothing for her to take back if she was to somehow in quote take back what was hers she would end up hurting someone else who loved her daughter and husband so much someone who was willing to give everything up for the family that was once hers, and besides, she was already dead. Meanwhile, that person was alive and well. In the end, she stayed true to her word. She left after helping her daughter, she went back to where she really belonged. Not many of us would be able to give up what we have or what we could have so someone else could enjoy it. She didn't want her joy at the expense of someone else's suffering. To me, that is the greatest thing about love. Sacrifice. The third show is Youth of May this one is just really really sad and really really tragic but also very beautiful it isn't just about a couple in love or a fatal or tragic love story it's about it's also about young people being passionate about their country wanting a better government system for their country. Uh, first I wasn't really there for the couple and the romance, but towards the last episode it grew on me. And well, when I first cried, it was for the young people that weren't scared to stand up for the right thing. If it meant they could build a better country for themselves and the future. The protesters were university students. The setting or time period was during the 1980s. The sad couple in this tragic love story didn't even get to say goodbye. They had planned to meet up and later run away so they could live a peaceful and quiet life. Because they had gone through so much, like a lot. It was complicated. At a point, the girl left, but she or they somehow found themselves again. They themselves were broken, but they fixed and completed each other. Literally. They never got to meet up because she was shot dead by a soldier The sad part is he never knew what happened to her or whether or not she was alive for a very long time until about 40 years later when her remains were found by construction workers. He never forgot her. He never loved anyone else again. He never let her go until the end. I cried my eyeballs out. (laughs) I prayed that instant and said, I never want to love someone. I'd rather be alone. Then I thought about it for a few seconds and rephrased my prayer. I said, if it's not going to end well, then I'd, I'd rather not love anyone ever. But the male lead in this show did not regret anything he just wished he had found her remains sooner so you know he could visit her yeah (laughs) in fact he was grateful because he was able to experience a love like that and he continued loving her till the end the very last show and my all time favorite, 2521. Many people do not like this show, or rather, they don't like the ending because, well, because. But I personally believe, personally, and I'm sure other people also believe that it had the perfect ending. Like, it was a masterpiece. In the beginning we are introduced to a very young ballerina preparing to go on stage but decided not to because she watched a person who went before her and thought there was no way she could beat that person so she gave up when she ran to the car with her mother following her behind Her mother tried to convince her to go back on stage, but she said she would give up on ballet because there was no need to try. There were people who were better than her, and so she should just give up. Her mother tried to encourage her. She gave her the whole give it your all, and you win some, you lose some speech. But she didn't buy any of that. Then her mom said something something quite nice, something quite remarkable. She said something along the lines of if you're doing something just to win and for the prize and recognition without actually loving it and having a passion for it, then it'll end up being a burden to you. Even if you loved it at first, you're not going to enjoy it. The girl didn't buy yet again she made up her mind to leave ballet so her mom drove her to her grandmother's house and looking through her mother's old room she found her mother's old diaries and later on we introduced to the main character of the show her mother's younger self Her mom was a very famous fencer. Her name? Nahido. Hido was such a happy person even though she had lost her dad and did not have a great relationship with her mom. mom, Because her mom was such a workaholic, she fell in love with fencing. On a trip to France with her dad, She loved fencing even when she had reached a slum when she wasn't doing well anymore. Her school lost funds for the fence team and she went as far as trying to get herself expelled so she could move to another school that had a better fencing team and where the person she admired the most went to. Even though people around her were telling her to quit, including her own mother, she did not give up. Well, her mother later caved in and switched her schools to where she wanted to go. But things did not go as planned. She thought she would practice side by side with her idol. But the same person she admired so much was the meanest to her but she somehow did not let that get to her so much it did hurt a lot but she had a goal in mind we're then introduced to the love interest the male lead a guy a young man Whose family had fallen from grace to grass. His family was now bankrupt and had to live separately because of creditors and investors asking for their money. He even had to be discharged from the military early. Anyways, they meet, they bond. They have such a great bond. It's like something you would want to experience for yourself. Even before they were a thing or like they were together, the love they shared was intentional. It was something something really amazing to watch. And they were always there for each other whenever the other needed help the other was just somehow there to always help the guy was the kind of person that will or that would easily go crawl up into his own shell and she was just always there waiting for him waiting for him to come out of his shell helping him and all of that anyways they did not end up together in the end but It was also the kind of love story that was amazing like it was love for her craft love for friends and love for a significant other the story is so beautiful and I hate myself for not being for not doing justice to this summarization or whatever it is I just did that show is a masterpiece now yes even though they did not end up together it was a kind of love that you you be grateful for it's like soulmate goals <laughs> true love first love first true love now in case you were wondering her daughter did go back to ballet After reading her mother's diaries because not just for the romance and whatever but for she saw how much effort her mom put into working she saw how much how hard her mother worked the the amount of effort her mom put into fencing even when almost Or more than half of the population of the country did not like her because she beat their fave in a competition she documented almost everything about practice how much she had improved what she had to do her strengths her weaknesses how she could improve her weaknesses how how to improve in general and this helped her daughter you know it encouraged her daughter to want to get back to ballet and yes in the end she decided to go back now i'm not someone with a lot of i I don't really have role models but if i was to pick someone that i really really admire and someone who i would want to be like it would be fictional obviously it would be nahido she's someone that i really 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 admire for some reason like i well it's obvious but i can't really pinpoint one reason just one reason why i like i really love the character anyways now why did i just summarize four very wonderful shows that i highly recommend you watch because they all talk about love in such amazing ways it's not just love for a significant other it's love for family love for children love for your craft love for other people love for friends and it paints a lot of characteristics of or traits of love in many wonderful ways we humans have this have this idea of love in our heads we have this standard of love for ourselves and for other people our idea of love may or may not actually be far from what love really is i've seen and heard people say love isn't enough in a relationship or whatever they say you also need honesty faithfulness trust commitment and so and so on but all those things are a product of love like (laughs) if a person doesn't love you doesn't truly love you then they won't be honest or faithful or trustworthy or loyal a few years ago i saw a video of a man preaching and he said we equate love to just a feeling but love is beyond just a feeling love is sacrifice and jesus showed us that he showed us that by taking up all our sins and dying a shameful death on the cross This sounds like the most cliche thing ever, especially when you begin to question and doubt a lot of things and your faith in general. Love is when you do something or when you're doing something for the benefit of other people, for the benefit of another person, not minding what you're going to get in return. Basically, sacrificing yourself for another person. A few weeks ago, I started questioning God's love. I wasn't myself. It seemed like everything was going south and my relationship with God wasn't doing well either. I wanted to do something about it, but I couldn't get myself to study my Bible or worship. I'd only pray routine prayers in the morning, at night before bed, and before I eat. Now, I did not like what was happening to me. I did not like what was going on. Then I thought it would be better if I feared God rather than love him. Because if I was scared of him, I, would, I wouldn't I would try to mess up. I would try my best to not get on his bad side. Then I came across a video on YouTube. It was a sermon by Vody Buckham. And that sermon video did not make things better. The video was uploaded probably like eight years ago, I think. And he was basically talking about how um, we downplay the power of God how mighty god is and how we lack reverence for god we do whatever we like and take advantage of his love and we think we can get away with anything can get away with everything even without true repentance how god doesn't need us how everything he's doing it's for our benefit and we always feel like god somehow needs us or that he wouldn't be god without us honestly he made really really good point in that video in that sermon there is even this passage in the bible that says um god will raise rocks if we refuse to worship him something like that and that passage immediately came to mind when I was listening to that, to that um, message. These were things I knew, but listening to it, like listening to that preaching, that sermon in a certain state of mind, just makes you feel so so insignificant, and simply makes you. Or makes things seem worse. That was exactly what was going through my head. And yes, we should fear God. But this fear means we should have deep and total respect for God. Reverence and awe for his power and authority. It doesn't mean we should be scared of him. But being awe of his mighty power and authority... And to love him Hosea 4 verse 6 says my people are destroyed for for lack of knowledge this knowledge is the fear of God the knowledge of the fear of God the knowledge of his will and we don't even realize that when you want to start reading the Bible you're usually advised to start with the book or the Gospel of John It is not compulsory but it helps and i did not know why until i had reached the closing chapters of john john's gospel was written to gentiles unbelievers and the doubting john has more personal encounters and conversations it also records jesus's Seven I Ams. One of the most popular verses in the Bible, John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son or begotten son in some versions. That whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We recite this verse so much now that some of us no longer really understand it or hold much value to it. This verse is so powerful and so beautiful. It clearly paints the true meaning of love. In Genesis, we see another father who was told the sacrifice his only son devastated but out of obedience he decides to listen but is stopped and given a lamb instead just as he was about to give up his son there is another said significance to the story to this particular story but i will stick to the basic picture john verses 1 10 to 11 he was in the world and though the world was created through him the world did not recognize him he came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him knowing the pain and humiliation he would go through even though he was blameless jesus decided he was going to die for his people to bear our sins and unite us together with god imagine your very own creation rejecting you and even after he died for us and resurrected so we would resurrect with him on the last day we still reject and take advantage of his love providing love providing life sorry even after death saying death is not the end yet the ones who he came to save and give life to rejects life and choose a path of destruction We wonder, why does God hate sin so much? Sin does not affect God. Our sins don't affect God. God hates sin because it affects us. It destroys us. It brings a lot of suffering, harm. It brings shame into our lives. And God doesn't want want that for us whatever type of satisfaction sin brings to our lives is only temporary and it always comes with a cost john 413 to 14 jesus to the samaritan woman everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again but whosoever drinks the water i give him will never thirst indeed The water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. God offers all we could ever, ever need. The only way we can get true satisfaction is through God. Once we remove God out of the scenario or the equation, there is no satisfaction. As the Jews gathered to mourn the death of Lazarus. Jesus looked around him and he saw the pain and sorrow of death and he was deeply moved in the spirit and was troubled to the point of anger at the sorrow caused by death. He asked where lazarus was laid and in verse 35 of the 11th chapter of john jesus wept he was angry at the amount of pain anguish and sorrow death brought to the people he loved god understands our sorrows he doesn't want pain and suffering for us But in the world we live in, it's almost inevitable to feel pain. But Jesus reminds us that we should not worry and we should not be afraid. Because he has overcome the world. Nothing is impossible to him. So he says to hand over all burdens to him. God does not push us away he sent his son jesus so he would raise us up on the last day to be reunited with god john 6 verses 40 for my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life and i will raise him up at the last day a line from the Women's Devotional Bible, quote, God wants to have a relationship with us, not to condemn us, but to free us. He offers redemption through Jesus Christ, not because we have done something to deserve it, but because he loves us. God wants what is best for us. He wants us to intentionally grow our relationship with him. When he created us, he gave us the gift of choice because he wanted us to choose to be with him. Sacrificing other things and saying, I want to be with you. I don't know what will come or what is to come, but I want to be with you. It's something you would want to do or it's something you would do. If you really loved someone, or you want to be with someone, you'll try to get to know them better. You talk to them every day. You would want to do things that please them. God is the only one who can give total satisfaction. And he keeps reaching out. He keeps trying to talk to us but we don't listen we're too distracted by the things around us through God's grace we receive blessings we forget that God is the standard of love God is love if we move forward in the book of John to when Jesus was exchanged for Barabbas yeah, Jesus came to die for us and all, but a man that lived without sin was exchanged for a criminal. There is a significance here. Um, right there, Barabbas represented the world. The world God so loved that he gave his only son to die in place of. Even though Barabbas deserved to be punished. Jesus was punished in place of him. And on that cross, Jesus would bear and carry the sins of the world, the sins of the people, past, present, and future. For the wages of sin is death, but through Jesus we have eternal life. In chapter 20 of John, when Jesus appeared, to Mary Magdalene towards the end of their conversation he tells her do not hold on to me for I have not returned to the father go instead to my brothers and tell them I am returning to my father and your father to my God and your God you may not see the big deal here But almost throughout the entire book of John, Jesus refers to God as his father, saying my father. But in chapter 20, he says his father and our father, his God and our God. This shows unity. Christ came to unite us with God. We are united with our father through Jesus Christ salvation welcomed us to the family of god if you continue reading the chapter thomas one of the 12 disciples was not with them when jesus came when they told him they had seen the lord he said to them unless i see in his hands the marks of the nails and put my finger into the nail print and put my hand into his side, I will never believe. He was basically saying he had to see the wounds on Jesus' body to believe what they had just told him. And eight days later, when they were inside the house, Jesus appeared and said to Thomas, Reach here with your finger. And see my hands and put your hand and place it in my side stop doubting and believe he later said because you have seen me do you now believe blessed are they who do not see and yet they believe in me well he did come to show Thomas that he was truly alive But Jesus also reminds us that we do not need some spontaneous miracle to believe in him. Sometimes we have to believe first for that miracle to happen. In chapter 21, Jesus appears at the Sea of Galilee. The disciples went night fishing. And as the day was breaking, Jesus stood on the beach they did not recognize him they did not know it was Jesus and so he said to them friends or in some versions children do you have any fish Jesus calling them that just really reminds me that we are family well they answered him and they said no they did not have any fish then jesus tells them to cast the net on the right hand side of the boat and they will find some so they did and they were unable to haul or carry it in because of the great catch it was full it was a full net of fish no matter how hard we try to navigate life or anything It's easier and overall better to bring it to God. He knows it all. He runs the world. He will make things easier, you know. But only if we believe and have faith in him. It probably wasn't that they were bad at fishing. But they were fishing in the wrong direction or place. But Jesus guided them to cast the net to the right place and they caught a generous amount of fish whether or not you are having a hard time look to the one who loves you the most God he knows you by name he knew you even before you were born And knows you even better than you know yourself. And loves you. You don't earn God's love. His love is a precious gift that you cannot equate to anything. No one, and I mean no one, can love you the way God loves you. Turn to the one who teaches us to love God shows us what love is patience kindness humility and so much more but most of all that love is sacrificial God's love is eternal it is everlasting love love isn't just a feeling and God shows us that throughout the bible he he loves us every day let us not forget that love is also just and fair remember God loves the sinner not the sin so we are not to take advantage of the love of God make God the foremost priority in our lives Let us live our lives for God and live a life of love. God is merciful. He forgives and forgets. He's like, okay, let's start afresh. He loves you every day. He sees your beauty. He sees the good in you. He has a purpose for you. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 27 But for us to actualize or know or realize and fulfill our purpose and bear fruit, we are to remain connected to the source of life. We often ask ourselves what our purpose is in life, but you cannot really and truly fulfill your purpose Without God, with God we can fulfill our purpose and bear fruit. John 15 verses 4 Remain in me and I will remain in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine, neither can you bear fruit, producing evidence of your faith, unless you remain in me. There's something my mom always says, even when things aren't going well. She says, God is faithful. She says it every time. And even when I'm having a very, very, very hard time, just listening to her say it, it encourages me. I don't know why, it's just, it's just soothing to remind yourself of the kind of god you serve kind of god that will never leave you stranded even when it seems like he's not working he has a plan for you and never doubt that there's this um there's this video i saw probably a year or two ago i'm not sure it was on tiktok it was of this guy who said he had studied so many religions and if he was to choose he would choose christianity choose a true religion he would choose christianity because while other religions provide ways and tell you ways and things to do to get saved the christian god sacrificed himself so his people his his children would be saved now let me read a love letter from your father from God to you I have loved you with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you I have clearly shown you and proven to you my own love for you by the fact that while you were still sinners, Christ died for you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you will not be scorched, nor will flame burn you. Because you are precious in my sight, you are honored and I love you. I will give other men in return for you and other people in exchange for your life. For before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and I approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. For I know the plans and thoughts I have for you. Plans for peace and well-being, not for disaster. To give you a hope and future. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me. And I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing, you will seek me. And require me as a vital necessity, and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. These are words written in the Bible. The verses are Jeremiah 31 verses 3, Romans 5 verses 8, Isaiah 43 verses 2, Isaiah 43 verses four jeremiah 1 verses 5 and jeremiah 29 verses 11 to 12 there are so many of these type of verses all over the bible you just have to read it god really is faithful never forget god is the complete expression of love